0: My, howdy, my. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National, Wallace Chapman here. Now, as you may know, a local state of emergency has been declared today for the Gore District, and uh, Council has a sandbag update there. They need reinforcements to help with filling sandbags. Uh, our team cannot keep up with the huge number of requests we are getting for sandbags in Gore and Matoda. So if anyone's willing to help out, uh, please head to the yard on Miro Street, MIT R.O. Miro Street. The yard is open to come and pick up sandbags from the yard there. So let me know by text how you are faring in Gore and Matoda. Today on the pattern. should fiscal policies by political parties be analysed by an independent entity? That's what one economist wants, and we also take a look at today's GDP figures. Also, a sugar tax back on the agenda... Over 45 countries have introduced a sugar tax in the last five years. New Zealand, not one of them. And an email came in this week, and it says we had our first argument in our relationship. They've been going out together for about a year. It's been going great, but our first argument. And it was, do you vote for the policy or the personality? And we couldn't agree. So we talk about that today. And... What's your favourite book? This was a question in the leaders' debate. The answers were somewhat wanting, many said. Chris Hipkins didn't say one. Chris Luxon said The Inner Mind of Tennis, a kind of self-help book. But the panel listeners, you will have an answer for me. So what's your favourite book? That's a simple question today. Text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co. With me, Phil O'Reilly, Global Business Leader, MD of Iron Duke Partners. Kia ora, Phil. How you going, Wallace? You well? Very well, and a, and a big book lover. I know oh, you'll have one for me. Absolutely. Uh, also today, Joe McCarroll, Editor of NZ uh, Garden. Kia ora, Joe. Kia ora, Wals. Uh Now, uh, okay, so Phil and Joe, they're in the panel hot seats today. And to kick off the show today, we go to this. Thanks. That is what I call music. Calling all choristers, the Waiapu Cathedral Choir needs new robes. We've got to get these people new robes. This Sunday, the group will perform their Welcome to Spring with the Songs We Love to Sing concert. One of those is I Got a Robe. Very fitting, considering the money raised will be used to replace the choir's robes. From Waiapu Cathedral, the very Reverend Dean Dye Woods, Reverend Woods, welcome to the show.
1: Kia ora, Willis,
0: thank you. It's a pleasure. We have to get your new robes uh, dyed. Di- uh, di- How old are they, by the way, Dean?
1: They're somewhere between forty and fifty years old, and they're beginning to show it. And they're certainly not as fitting as they once were. So <laughs> fitting, we hope the new ones shall be.
0: Well, can I just say they've lasted a while—that forty to fifty. That's a good wear. It's it's not too shabby,
1: and uh, we're very grateful
0: to the people who
1: made them all those years ago, although I think only two of them are still alive. So they were made by our faithful seamstresses. In uh, in those days, there were no blokes in the embroidery club, and uh, they've done pretty well to last 40 or 50 years. But, very cool, uh, when you When you look closely, not so good anymore.
2: When you look closely, Di, but, but I'm sort of wondering you know, those sorts of things, they can get a bit of a, a whiff to them.
1: I I thought you might wonder about that, and I can promise you we have to leave the doors open in the robing room occasionally just to allow the good Lord to blow some fresh air through the place.
3: <laughs> Fantastic. Di, what, what colour are they? Is there a special sort of colour for the cathedral? Is there a, you know, is it red or is it is some sort of stripe like Manchester United? What's it like?
1: Well, wouldn't that be nice, although we could argue about which the better stripe would be. They are indeed Pure red—that is the colour for the beetles, and uh, that's what the old ones are, and it's what the new ones will be. So, Perfect. bright red.
0: It comes back to this notion, uh, Reverend Woods, that we talked about this yesterday. That when it comes to charities in New Zealand, you know, people are fighting it uh, quite hard, aren't they? So, you yeah. know, it, it would be—you know—it's no small mission for um, an organisation like you to actually fundraise for robes. Uh, how much money will you need to raise?
1: Well, we're looking at uh, getting them for $200 per rope, which yes. uh, is instead of six or 700 each if we had to ship them in from overseas. Wow. Um, my heart goes out to the people of Gore and their state of emergency. Of course, it's not that long sure. since we had the cyclones affecting Hawke's Bay, and we know that people tend not to have loose change in their pockets. So if we can offer them a concert in exchange for their donation, then that seems to us like a, a reasonable trade.
0: Wonderful.
2: I think that's so fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm such a fan of hearing choirs sing and singing yeah. in choirs myself. And I I think it's such a powerful thing in people's lives. I remember talking to someone who'd been through quite a significant um, medical challenge, and he said it was singing in choirs that really was a, a turning point for him. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and I've never forgotten that. And and I know myself um, when we sing in my Raya class, when we sing Waito, it's just such an uplifting thing. It really... I. You know, I, And so I think it's going to be a lift for people in Hawke's mm. Bay in so many ways. And also, yeah, hopefully, yeah. deliver these smart new robes um,
1: for the crew. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're quite right. It involves sort of heart and body and mind and soul. It's quite a physical activity to sing, uh, but it requires huge concentration, listening to each other, it's a team sport. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, it, it's the, there's an undoubted mental health benefit and everything else that goes with it. And it does indeed lift the
0: soul. Well, tell us a bit about the history of the church's choir. How long has it been going?
1: Well, we've um, we've had a cathedral that was built, or we have one, that was built in 1960s when the previous one was destroyed by the Napier earthquake in 1931, but there has always been a choir in the cathedral through its different iterations. So it's kind of come and gone and uh, grown in strength and in ability. But at the moment with our wonderful director of music, Anthony Tattersall, who we managed to score with some English training and background, uh, he's he's really got them uh, humming. And the quality of music they're producing at the moment uh, is really extraordinarily really good. So we, we think people will find it Very worth cool. coming.
2: Hey, Di, were you tempted at all? I mean, I, I sort of love all the pageantry that you get, but were you tempted at all to say we don't need robes?
1: there are always people who think that maybe that time has come. I think our point of difference is being a cathedral. So we have a lot of our parish churches that have done away with the choir robes and are maybe moving to a more contemporary style of music. But when people come to the cathedral, they kind of expect it to be the kind of royal thing, if you know what I mean. So there is an expectation that goes with having a a million-dollar organ that sits there and, and... Somehow, this is meant to be the place where, where we do it properly. And so at the moment, there is a high level of energy for ensuring that we continue to do that. This is and great. And yeah. what the
0: people want, that's what we'll try and do. Now, that. Phil, have you ever been part of a choir?
3: I was, actually. Uh, as a young man, I was useless. Uh, so <laughs> I gave it up as soon as my voice broke, uh, which was... Uh, you know, merciful, ready for the, not not only the people listening to me, but also me. But I I, I did want to uh, agree with with Joe on a point. I was um, I was in the middle of London, literally in the middle of London, the middle of city of London, uh, a few months ago, walking around between meetings, and you know, had half an hour to spare. And so I walked into. A beautiful little uh, church which had been designed by Christopher Wren. I didn't know that at the time. I walked in and there was a choir simply practicing. There was a small uh, choral sort of choir practicing in that church. Beautiful church made by Sir Christopher Wren. And it was one of the most uplifting experiences I had in my whole trip. Oh. Uh, in the middle of business meetings, I'm there in a suit, you know, think of it, you know, with a computer bag and all that sort of stuff and just listening as the only person listening to them actually. And there they were creating music. Uh, just, just extraordinary How about experience. That, so I died? love that. I I love that sort of How
0: stuff. How about that, one a moment in time?
1: It, it's great. It's, it's something that words themselves can't explain. You simply have to experience it. And if you've never been part of a choir, there are lots of community choirs around the place. They don't all have connections to churches and sacred places. But certainly worth giving it a go if you're looking for a new challenge for this year or next.
0: OK, so uh, the weekend's concert, just finally, uh, what can we expect? You've got music, uh, including some from the Elizabethan era, which I love. What else?
1: We've got all sorts of stuff. We go from the 16th century with music by Talus right through to stuff by composers who are still alive, like Eric uh, Whitaker, Negro Spirituals in the mix, stuff in English, German, Latin. There'll be something for everybody.
2: I'll just put in a request um, for the hymn, um, Blessed Are Those Who Wash the Robes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of robes.
2: We can add that for the week after because by
1: then they'll
0: need it. Reverend Woods. Thank you
1: for that thought, (laughs) Joe. It's
0: it's lovely to have you on the program. All the best for the fundraising. Uh, Very good cause. Thank you. Uh, That's uh, from Waipu Cathedral, uh, the very Reverend Dean Dye Woods there. And I asked, Okay, so Chris Luxon and Chris Hipkins were uh, perhaps a bit wanting with their favourite book question, but uh, not for the panel listeners. We have been run off our feet with some great, great responses. The Kindness of Strangers by Kate Aidey. Let's just run through a couple. I'm reading The Crisis of Democratic Capitalism by Martin Wolf Grant. Uh, what's some other ones here that we've got? Um, best book ever Fate is the Hunter by Ernst K. Gann. And Bronny says A Fine Balance by Rohinton Mystery. So keep those coming. Two, one. Zero one. Time for I've been thinking. Joe McCarroll, take it away.
2: Well, I've been thinking, and I'm pretty sure this has probably come up on the panel before. But I have been thinking it's a real shame there is not a New Zealand made show about gardening in New Zealand on New Zealand television. I think there's such an audience for it, so much interest in it. I'm obviously I've got skin in the game with New Zealand Gardener, but but I genuinely believe people are so interested in learning more about. plants in so many different ways you know and i think in this in the with the cost of what you're buying in the shops it would be fantastic to see people getting good reliable information where they could just grow it themselves i think plants are incredibly uplifting i think they help you in so many ways across your life i'd love to see that on television do you Zealand. find
0: it weird that we have 25 house shows reno shows or well, 25000 and zero it, Gardening shows. I think
2: those things, you know, that they, they do, they come and they go, and there's sort of a zeitgeist for them. And you know, there probably were at quite a few gardening shows back in the day, and now there's so many house shows. But I'm like, the time has come. The renaissance is now. Let's make a gardening show about gardening in New Zealand. I think it, it's madness that we don't. It's a topic where there's so much interest, Who so much engagement. Who agrees with
0: Joe that you miss you? You know, where's your Maggie berries? Your Jim Morris wasn't there a mucking in show? Mucking in by Jim Morris. Your, your Monty Mora. Could, Don's
2: Monty Don. Oh well, Monty Don's an absolute legend. But you know, you know, Gardening Australia is a great show. There's phenomenal shows in, in the UK. There's amazing yeah. shows out of the US. I, I don't know why in New Zealand we just have this lacuna with no gardening show.
3: A black hole
0: a whole,
3: unbelievable a yeah I, re- I remember as a kid Eon Gardner was he, was he a gardening guy I Eon seem to Scarrow Eon, I Eon Scarrow that's right, yeah. um, that's right. Um, I was. Dig this Dig, this. Exactly. Dig um, this so you know
2: we've got a rich history of it and um, we continue across the nursery and horticulture industry to have incredible people doing incredible things whom we do not celebrate where are the knighthoods and damehoods for some of the plants people in New Zealand um, so yeah I mean I'd like you've forgotten. forgotten I'd like that to be front and centre uh, on a Friday night
0: very good yeah. Yep, there we go. Yes, yes, yes. Bring it on, says Merle and Ian. Okay, uh, Phil. I've been thinking.
3: Well, it, unsur- unsurprising to listeners. I've been thinking about a pub uh, on the weekend. Just just followed. I was with my car club uh, mates and uh, we drove all the way from Wellington to uh on the Forgotten Highway, State Highway Forty Three, just just north of Stratford, a bit a fair, fair way north of Stratford actually, and it's it, it's of course the Republic of Wanganmoma. Uh, and uh, and it's the most isolated pub in New Zealand, according to the pub itself. And we just had the best night. I and mean, we arrived mid-afternoon, a uh, couple of drinks, watched the Warriors beat the Knights, had some burgers, you know, probably carried on a bit in the evening and, and drove home happy, sober, and so on the next morning. And I met the president of Wangamomina, who's the local farmer, just a delightful bloke, but not well known to his hair salon, if I could just put it that way, Uh, that not make much money out of him. And it got me thinking about this... This phenomenon of isolated pubs in New Zealand You know, that we all know some of them We drive past them occasionally And what a wonderful sort of community thing they are When, when mm. people like us city dwellers can drive out there And have a great weekend and have a, have a lovely night together and so on And tourists go by and all that sort of stuff And I'm just thinking it, it's such an important part of New Zealand The isolated, those little isolated communities With a bit of a pub associated with them We should celebrate them more
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more They hold a community together. They do. Yeah. Um what happened to the Palmer's Garden Show, says someone.